After an extended week, week five of football is in the books. What books? Uh, encyclopedia books? I don't know. But it's time to review the tape and get ready for week six. There's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. To add to the excitement of week six, DraftKings Sportsbook is bringing back their can't-miss offer. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to receive a sign-up bonus of up to $1,000. And if you're not super into football, DraftKings is giving you basketball fans a 200% profit boost on any basketball market once you sign up. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw money, your money, at your convenience. So, download the DraftKings top-rated sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to get up to $1,000. That's code DNVR to get a sign-up bonus of up to $1,000 for a limited time. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 years or older. Colorado-only bonus comprised of a first-time deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome to That's Good Broncos. Uh, post-game victory over the new england patriots 18 to 12 the broncos get a win behind six brandon mcmanus field goals it was ugly at times it was beautiful at times it got a little scary towards the end of the game there uh will what wait first this episode brought to you by DraftKings sportsbook and use code DNVR when you sign up to America's top-rated sportsbook app. All right, Will, how how are you feeling at the end of this game, and what do we need to talk about in this win for the Broncos? Yeah, so I know the fourth quarter got more than hairy at times. Very hairy. It's time to take a step back. You predicted that they would win this game. I predicted a I lot. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give you a ton of credit for the optimism and it paid off. Paid off big time. Uh, but we need to just take a step back, you know, forget about the drops, forget about the you know lack of success in the red zone, because you know that was all very frustrating. And just appreciate the fact that they that they came to New England and got a win for the first time since two thousand six. How old were you in 2006? Big win. Big win by the Broncos. Oh, man. Okay, so what I want to be able to do is just watch a fourth quarter of Broncos football without feeling like I'm going to shit in my pants because my stomach (laughs) is just in knots, in huge, huge knots. Uh, It was like Drew Locke pulled the worst part of Brett Rippon's game and inserted it into his with two bad picks at the end of the game. 
Yeah. So I want to start with the bad so we get to the good because I think Drew Locke played a hell of a game and that his stat sheet is not going to show that uh, because he had like four passes dropped, three could have been touchdowns, and these were not easy uh, catches for, for the ball receivers. I think three were by Albert O, all heavily contested, but Locke, like, he put the ball <laughs> – he was dropping dimes and the guys just weren't hauling him in. So had those plays happened, I think we'd be looking at this game a little bit differently. And then in the fourth quarter, when the Broncos started to give it away, he throws a bad interception to the left sideline. Tim Patrick and him were just on a different page. So right. I don't know if that's Patrick. I don't know if it's Locke. I think Locke thought he was just going to run to the sticks, turn back around. That's where he was throwing. Patrick continued to run a fade route, which I'm sure is what Pat fucking Shermer called. Um, so that pick, I don't know whose fault it was. It, I think it comes down to the lack of reps that they've had. Because something like that, figuring out you know, where, where the corner is playing the receiver and then deciding, okay, here's where we're going to throw the back shoulder. I don't think that's something you can figure out over Zoom in the offseason. I think that's something you have to, um, you have to demonstrate on the practice field physically. So they didn't get many opportunities to do that, especially learning a new offense. Uh, and Drew Locke hasn't been able to practice for a few weeks. This was his first week back. So, or maybe fair. I think the middle of last week. So yeah, I, I think um, just a miscommunication. Like obviously it was poor timing and it led them back into the game, but uh, I'm not going to get super upset about that one. The decision-making on the next interception, you know, luckily it wasn't like the first one where, you know, it almost looked like he was going to return it for a touchdown, but it ended up being kind of like a punt. Um, I didn't like the play call though, with how Hate well it. Lindsay was running the ball. Uh, yeah. And Shermer, just like he called an aggressive game, Locke made aggressive decisions. Some of them worked out. Uh, some of them didn't, and they weren't Locke's fault. Uh, a few of them were, but, you know, if he hauls in – if, like, Alberto hauls in that touchdown in the corner, if Deshaun Hamilton holds on to that ball inside the yeah, five Hit him in the line, chest. Hit him right in the chest. Yeah. He's not going to have to, like, force the ball in the fourth quarter. He doesn't throw any interceptions. So, overall, with Locke, um, I was I was pleased. It, yeah. Again, like, he's not really a stat sheet guy, uh, but he led them to, been. like, five or six straight – yeah, five or six straight scoring drives. Uh, and if you come out of a win on the road in New England, focusing on the negatives and and <laughs> spinning something, like spinning the last half of the fourth quarter to to trash the quarterback that won the game, I think you're uh I think you're focusing on the on the wrong parts uh of that win. Right. Well, I want to go to your first point about, you know, them not being able to develop chemistry through Zoom. Uh, obviously right. they don't they don't work the way you and I do. Exactly. Like, exactly. We we've only practiced together once in real life. So mm -hmm. if they need some tips, uh Tim Patrick, Drew Lock, give us a call. Two. Yeah, I don't think Drew Lock deserves much of the blame for that game getting close at the end. Um the 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 second pick, Tim Patrick just trying to catch the ball, he put his hand on it, and that bounced it into uh, the defender's hands. So, I didn't like, see that. 
Yeah, like his hand goes out, the ball hits it, and then falls to the receiver. If he doesn't touch it, it probably goes into the ground. Um, and, yeah, you don't want – like if you're Drew Locke, you don't want to throw into double coverage or where double co- double coverage is going to be. But I hate that Pat Shermer is calling that play at that point in the game. Like, And I said I'm going to start the fire Pat Shermer campaign on Twitter. I'm being a little bit facetious, but I don't like how he's trying to help a young quarterback. I agree. In that situation, you like you want to do two things. Especially after the first interception. Right. Because had, there, you know, had the offense kind of been stagnant, then I, I agree, like, you know, maybe it is time to take a shot. But coming off of the interception on the previous play, not the previous drive, but the previous play, and to throw a 50-50 ball or a ball just in the double coverage, I think is um, poor judgment at yeah, least. Yeah, and you, you have Philip Lindsay who just went over 100 yards on the game. Yeah. Uh, so you, you can – obviously you have the option to run the ball there, which also helps you run out the clock. But also it's like – Tell your quarterback, get him in a position to make some easy throws in those situations. Quick, easy throws that keep the the ball in bounds. And if you set that up for the aggressive play, fine. Also, it was like the second drive of the game for the Broncos. First drive, super aggressive, taking shots, love it. Then they just do the same thing. It's like if if you get the, the defense to start buying that you're going deep, Take advantage of that and start throwing some underneath routes to to get your QB some of those easy completions. So it's just it's a little bit baffling in terms of, of play calling, and that's that's going to be my enemy when I'm mad about something. But again, gonna stay positive because Brandon McManus fucking money in this game. The Gooch Master Perfect. destroyed it. Six He's gonna win. He's going to win two straight AFC Special Teams Player of the Week awards. <laughs> yeah. Is it a coincidence that he's having a career year after coming on our show? I don't think so. Nope. I think uh, Keep Tlaib should strap him up and and see if uh, he can get the little boost that we're giving players. If there's yeah. any players out there that want to come on the show and revigorate their career, <laughs> go ahead. Tlaib definitely needs to unretire if our show – maybe even Jake Plummer too. But uh, I think definitely Jake Plummer. What what I love too is okay. So McManus hits two field goals over fifty. He was if he he was two away from tying the record for most field goals in a game. So I was a little bummed he didn't even get a chance to do that. But the <laughs> the second fifty four yard field goal, Belichick has a penalty on third down. He declines. Yeah. So he could have pushed the, the ball back, but instead he's like, no, let me see McManus make his sixth field goal. He's at 54 yards. The Broncos cool. kick it, split the gooch, and that sealed the game. <laughs> Those 18 points were just enough. Uh, so McManus on fire. And then the other guy, Shelby Harris, good God. Like, yeah. Two deflections. He, just, he is clutch. So clutch. He's like – Marcus Camby at blocking passes never yeah. will get the credit he deserves. What a basketball reference from me. Boom. Love it. Yeah, no, you're totally right. And Deshaun Williams making just fat guy feats of uh, fat guy athleticism are so fun to watch. It's why we love Chris Farley. It's why uh, Paul Blart Mall Cop was a, a, a box office hit. <laughs> yeah. There's just something about it that is so pleasing to the eye. 
it's and it's also disturbing to see like 300 pound uh, defensive linemen do something that you know you and I could probably never pull off. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, so so clutch by mm-hmm. by uh, I was gonna say Sylvester Williams, but he actually had a clutch play on on the two point conversion. Yeah. I'm officially declaring that first round pick worth it. Right. Going back seven years. Uh, no, but really, like that play, Bryce Callahan stepped in front of a pass. I think he almost, I think he kind of one handed that interception. Yeah. Um, the fact that, you know, the whole joke is that, like, Bryce Callahan, is he real? Honestly, like, he doesn't show up, you know, he doesn't like show up on camera really during games because he's just very steady on the outside. Doesn't get a lot of receptions. That's what you want out of a corner, really. And then the one time you do hear his name called, picks it off. Yep. Had a he had a pick. That ball was also tipped at some point too. Yeah, Justin Simmons, who had that tip pass and then recovery. Yeah. Yeah. Deshaun Williams, that that interception, I thought it was Sylvester Williams because I knew he was playing and I saw Williams. And I haven't learned that Deshaun were number ninety yet, so I had to I had to look it up before I tweeted it out. Uh, luckily, luckily I did. Um, Good job by you. Some of the oh yeah, here's like the the box scores. But it was nice to see Sly make that play, and then your your class classmate Malik Reed yeah. showed up big time. Two big sacks. That second sack was uh, perfect timing. I thought. Yeah. How many did he and he and Chubb? I thought did a really nice job. I thought a big part of the win today was the tackle play on for both teams. The Patriots couldn't really cover the edge; they they couldn't protect the edge. And then Garrett Bowles and Demar Dotson did did a nice job of it on the other side. And watching Dotson play so well is frustrating because you wonder to yourself, like, I'm glad they did make the switch at least, but like, why wasn't he starting right away is right. The question I have. Oh, That's well, a question, a question will be how many times are we going to let Pat Shermer call stupid offensive plays? Yeah. Um, better late than never, I guess. Maybe it's like, maybe when they get Cortland Sutton back, Jerry Judy becomes more familiar with the offense. Like they start and no offense back. You can keep doing that because those 50, 50 balls actually are 50, 50 balls. And the guys come down with them. Like, yeah. yeah. Do you want, can we talk about uh, Albert Akui Boonham for a second? Sure. I mean, I people are talking about game. seeing him play. I know he, I know he, uh, I don't know. The first one to the end zone, that was a tough catch. All of them were tough, probably. Yeah, lock a little too much on that. The second two are NFL catches you have to learn to make, right? No, absolutely, yeah. He he should have. But at the same time, just getting open and the way he runs with the ball is so, like, fun to watch for me. Uh, And being able to get Fant back and to put both of them out there, because at this point, like, it feels like the Jake Butt – uh, train is starting to take off or it's, you know, the ship is sailing, I guess is the more apt metaphor. But if you can get both of those guys in there, 
<laughs> maybe uh, keep Vanette uh, for blocking situations. I don't know how either of them block, but I could get could get pretty deadly. I want to see them run in some crossing routes with both yeah. of those guys. That should be that should be Yak City if they set it up right. Ooh, yeah. No, I'm excited to watch those two. I'm excited to watch Albert O develop. Um, yeah, for your first game, like. Obviously, Locke wanted to target him, and he wanted to prove that that chemistry was there. Right. Uh, and it felt like it was close. Like, those – that's the thing is they were aggressive, and I like that for most of the game. Uh, they're aggressive in the wrong spots also. But eventually, those passes are going to be completed because he was throwing them generally to the right spots. The receivers are going to hang on to them, and they're going to play secondaries that aren't as good as New England's. Yeah, that's the thing. New England, like all of those throws that were dropped were New England was in perfect position. Like their guys, there was yeah. a, there wasn't maybe They're the most was Deshaun Hamilton with like just a yard. But even well, I think it was McCord. Was it McCordy covering him or Gilmore? Whoever. No, broke. that was that was Stephon Gilmore. That was Gilmore. You know, he he made up for it. And got his hand in front of the ball without touching it, which is why I think Hamilton drops it there. But it, uh, like all of those passes were very accurate. And that's, unless you watch the game, like you're not going to see that when you go back and go, oh, uh, Drew Locke had a 34.9 uh, passer rating. Oh, you guys fucking suck. <laughs> like that's, that's yeah, not you, you just got to ignore box score posters on Twitter that right. didn't sit through the game and watch it. I will say seeing he only completed 10 passes uh, is a little bit alarming just because yeah, they, they were, they, it was efficient though. Because yeah. I'm just saying it felt like they played better than that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you know, the Patriots were dumping off the James white every other play and the Broncos were taking shots. Well, that's the thing, like, I appreciate that. Patriots are banged up football team too. And they really looked like it this week. They just, they couldn't do anything offensively. Cam was not – he did not play well. He made mistakes. He took a lot of sacks. Uh, I think the Broncos had four on the on the day. Yeah. But if you were smart enough to bet on the Broncos using America's top-rated sportsbook app, DraftKings, you probably won some cash because I believe the Broncos were like nine-point dogs, 11. I don't know. It, it bounced around a little bit. But there's no better place to get in on all the actions than with DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users, not old users. So if you're like 95, 100, you ain't getting shit. (laughs) But new users, uh, a chance to receive a sign-up bonus of up to $1,000. On top of that great sign-up offer, DraftKings offers great odds boosts every Sunday to help you make it rain. Like... The Reigns of Castamere, a yep. song you might know from Game of Thrones. If you don't know, you're not a nerd. So congratulations. They only play it in every other every other episode of the show. <laughs> uh, DraftKings, safe, reliable, secure. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR when you sign up to get up to $1,000. That's code DNVR to get up a sign-up bonus of up to $1,000 for a limited time only at DraftKings, a sports book. Must be 21 years or older. This is only for Colorado, so not Wyoming or Utah or New Mexico or Kansas or any other state that borders Colorado. 
Uh, yeah, bonus comprised of a first-time deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to 500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for detail. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Somebody just commented uh, Kareem Jackson. He had a huge tackle late in the game. Another, couple, yeah. Was that a dump off to James White where he flew in and tackled him? That was a big play. Uh, he also, even better play, he hit Cam Newton's out of bounds and didn't get a flag thrown on him. <laughs> yeah. Back- I love the way he plays too. Like every defense needs a guy who's like a little too small uh, to be hitting that hard, but just plays with like the, the mindset of like a 260 pound yeah. defensive player. It's kind of like PJ Ward on the 2015 team. Yeah. Jackson kind of kind of brings that that same like small dog big bark energy. Yeah, but like TJ Ward at least was like, thick. like yeah. Jackson looks skinny too. Yeah, but he just like comes like shooting in like he just uses his body like a projectile. Yeah, he's like a he's like a knife. He's a, yeah, he's, he's like a slim and He's a he's a missile. He's like a torpedo. You know, he shot yeah. out of the cannon. All those good ballistic metaphors. Kareem Jackson plays football the way I imagined that I played as a small safety. Yeah. Except uh, I I never really hit hard. I was just uh, let's check I, the tape. I was just sound. Yeah, it. <laughs> I was like I would run in to do the hit and then just break down and lock around the guy's legs <laughs> and then fall over with them. So uh, I never had the balls to actually put my body in jeopardy. (laughs) And I'm talking eighth grade, ninth grade, not not past that, young, young days when football didn't matter. Uh, Julian Edelman, washed or super washed? um, I'm going to say a little washed. Couldn't yeah. get open. Generally, he plays some of his best football against the Broncos. Uh, what do you have? One reception today? Uh, yeah, but he was two for two on his passes. <laughs> Had a little layup pass to James White. Fine. That was a good play design. Uh, really... Two catches. He, he, for a better passer than Cam Newton today. There's no denying yep. that. I don't understand like why, and I said this about Cam Newton in Super Bowl 52, but why didn't they run him more? It feels like every time they tried to run him, good things were happening for them. And yeah. they're like, no, well, we're going to make him sit in the pocket too. And it's like, why? Yeah. It's clearly working. Maybe they're just trying yeah. to save him for later in the season. Well, that's why the, it's not going to matter if you're not winning. <laughs> they're two and three. It's why New England was able to, you know, get back into that game because Cam Newton started making plays with his legs. Like plays were right. breaking down, so he was just like, "Fuck it, I'll run," and he was breaking like one tackle. It seemed like on each run that sprung it for, you know, more more yards. He was the Patriots' leading rusher, ten ten rushes for seventy six yards, and he got the the reach the reaching touchdown. So, other than that, though, like the Broncos' run defense. Really good. It'd be great again. I mean, they held Damian Harris to 3.2 yards per carry. Rex Burkhead, 2.8. James White, 2 yards per carry. So, you know, it wasn't like the Patriots rushed it a lot. But when they did, they couldn't do it. And Yeah, it did feel like they gave up um, at least 
handing the ball to their running backs later in the game, which I don't know, it wasn't working early uh, and the screen passes were, but it felt like Denver was able to tee off a little bit um, late in the game. Yeah, I think like uh, if you're a Broncos fan looking towards the Chiefs, because I've seen a lot of people say, can the Broncos defense play that well against the Chiefs? Who knows? I don't like I feel a lot better about the Broncos secondary now than I did a few weeks ago. So I feel better about them covering the the Chiefs receivers. I think if they don't get touchdowns from their offense, then it's going to be a shit show. But if the Broncos offense can finish drives and score touchdowns, then I think they've got a chance to be competitive against Kansas City. And I think we have to question like what the Broncos are doing with their red zone offense. It's just a little bit yeah. baffling that you just kind of hit a wall. Six, I, well, I agree. Not six times because two of McManus field goals were 50 plus yarders. So they didn't even get into like the red zone, but that would be the one thing I want to see them improve on is uh red zone scoring next week. Uh, because I, I do feel good about the Broncos defense. And that, that's not to say that I was – I thought – I think the Patriots offense is going to struggle against good defenses all season because Cam doesn't have a lot to work with. If he's not making everything right. happen right now, the Patriots yeah. struggle. Plus, their offensive line's all fucked up too. So, Yeah, that's a big part of it. But if they play – because they're, they're essentially running a college offense right now. And if they run into a defense that's disciplined and and stays home and and isn't fooled easily, they're gonna have a tough time, like they did today. Yeah. Um, going back to the red zone thing is I one of the reasons that I didn't really like when they fired Skangarello, and I, like I like how aggressive Shermer is, and that's one thing I like better than him. But Skangarello, I thought, especially when Locke uh, entered the starting lineup late in the season. Knew how to drew up he, – he drew up really creative red zone plays, I thought. Like going into that Texans game, they had like some some motions with Deontay Spencer and then they'd do a little read option, RPO, where they could flip the ball to a wide open player. Um, I was thinking about that shovel pass to Deshaun Hamilton against the Lions, getting uh, Andrew Beck wide open against the Raiders. Right. It felt like he was able to use Locke's legs and cut the field in half and just – kind of have guys leak out into the flat and um, make it really easy on Locke. And I feel like to score in in, in the red zone now, Locke's just got to hang in the pocket, pick the right guy, and fit it into a tight window and hope the guy's going to come down with it. Yeah. So I that's a big reason, plus the continuity, obviously, that I was a little less than thrilled with them changing offensive coordinators, but yeah, he's got to be more creative. You got a mobile quarterback. doesn't mean you're running quarterback draws or or running powers like you would with Cam Newton, but let him get to the edge a little bit, make the, make the decision uh, making process easier for him. Yeah, I totally agree. I think like you can judge an offensive coordinator uh, in terms of how well they call plays when the field's condensed, right? Yeah. That's when things get tough and that's, one area it might have looked like Skangi was going to be decent in, you know, like taking a, a, a page out of what he learned from Kyle Shanahan with the 49ers who 
get ball, get the ball to anybody that's on the offense in those situations. It's why you like look at their their stat sheet and it's like a, a carry for six of their wide receivers in addition to their running backs and like short throws and things. So yeah, it's that's an area that you want to see better. And you would think that with a guy like Jerry Judy on the offense, you would be able to do some damage on some yeah. short crossing routes or quick quick areas where you know the receiver is going to beat his man right off the line and be open for your quarterback. So it's about kind of, you know, getting some of those plays involved. Also, I think uh, maybe kind of an unsung player in this game, not that he was like spectacular, but Royce Freeman comes in and just does his job, you know, <laughs> getting. Yeah, yes. I'm always like shocked when Philip Lindsay pushes the pile more than Royce Freeman can. I was like, Royce, Royce Freeman's bigger by like 30 pounds, it feels like. And Lindsay gets more push. But yeah, that, I'm just thinking of his one run nice. where he, he did drop his shoulder at the end of it. But whatever. Yeah. Freeman hit somebody. That was a good play. I mean, you get <laughs> – that's the thing is like this offense is just like at half strength right now. Plus like because – you know, when you're thinking about this offense in the offseason, like the depth was such a big part of it because you can switch between Lindsey and Melvin Gordon, which we haven't had this season so far. It's been either or. Uh, Fant and Akui Boonam, which you haven't been able to put them on the field at the same time. Uh, Sutton and Judy haven't been able to do that. Um, so that that's like a part of it too is, you know, they're having – success or and they're struggling in some assets or some facets of the um of the game plan right now but this offense was like designed to have all of these matchup problems at the same time and they're only about they're only able to get like half of them on the field yeah simultaneously so i mean we need to keep that in mind too yeah no it's it's great on a curve a little bit for a while I think it, it feels like we've been grading on a curve for the last five years, though. Yeah, <laughs> but and it's fair. Like this is Locke's first totally game back. Disadvantaged this year. Yeah, it's and they probably should be three and two, but they're two and three. They're undefeated with, in October, baby. Back to back road wins. Exactly too. Like the the all the shit they had to put up with the last two weeks. Yeah. Um, it was a shit show just to get to this game. Right. And then, you know, you thought they were going to face Jarrett Stidham, and instead the, the Patriots get their starting quarterback back and the defensive player of the year back. And they said, okay, well, we'll beat you guys anyway. Yeah. The the crazy part, I Need thought – credit for that. Also, I think the, the Broncos' defensive coaching is top-notch. Like, they're yeah. – they're Agreed. getting plays out of guys like uh, Anthony Chiquillo, who nearly Chiquilloed Cam Newton. Like, <laughs> just fucking blindside blasted him in the back. That was a guy they picked up as a free agent after like week one or two because of injuries. The defense is just fundamentally very soundly coached. They're going to get A.J. Boye back, so they've been without their best corner pretty much all season. So then you're going to have Boye... OJ Moutier is playing had another better. good game. He had a very good game. Had a pass defended late too. That was a, a, a key breakup. Um, 
Still, I worry a little bit when he tries to tackle with only using his shoulder. We we saw it again, but it also yeah. kind of just maybe his only option in that situation. Uh, but Devonte Bosby played well, so you should have four good corners. So uh, yeah, no no like great corner, I don't think, but four solid guys. Four solid guys should be good. My Wi-Fi is acting like shit, but we've we've been live 30 minutes. I think that's a good spot to wrap it up. We'll have the full Broncos recap up on the That's Good Sports, my main channel, probably tomorrow, maybe Tuesday. I don't know. It depends on how much I can do in 24 hours. Don't happened. know why my Wi-Fi connection is dog shit, but uh, thanks for pointing it out. I can't see it. I just see a crystal clear picture of my face right now. So, I see it uh, on my end, but I can still hear you, so... Okay, that's all that matters. The more blurry this is, the better. For legal (laughs) reasons. You never look better. It's like that Instagram, uh, it's just like those beauty filters, that Mm. they just blur your face, and for some reason that looks better. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, big win for the Broncos. Thanks for jumping in here, Will. Uh, I sprung this on him last minute. That's what matters. Big win. Beat the Patriots. Never going to complain about that shit. How could you? Good night. And also, good luck. That's right. After an extended week, week five of football is in the books. What books? Uh, Encyclopedia books? I don't know. But it's time to review the tape and get ready for week six. There's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. To add to the excitement of week six, DraftKings Sportsbook is bringing back their can't-miss offer. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to receive a sign-up bonus of up to $1,000. And if you're not super into football, DraftKings is giving you basketball fans a 200% profit boost on any basketball market once you sign up. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw money, your money, at your convenience. So, download the DraftKings top-rated sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to get up to $1,000. That's code DNVR to get a sign-up bonus of up to $1,000 for a limited time. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 years or older. Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first-time deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.